0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Happy New Year.
1: Happy New Year.
0: Episode 57 in the house.
1: We were talking about 2020 and the decade, the last decade. And we've had some pretty big milestones this last decade. Alan and I got married at the end of 2009. So basically, our whole marriage has been the last decade. We've had all our kids, lots of moods, lots of school. Wild ride. (laughs) Yeah, so we're like, okay, this next decades should calm down when it comes to stuff like that
0: <laughs> and this sultry alto voice you're hearing is alexis
1: <laughs> i do have a cold so it drops <laughs> the tone of my voice
0: podcasting <laughs> right through it because goals
1: because <laughs> goals it's a new year we got it we're gonna do this and it's gonna be awesome
0: all right first real life parenting moment of 2020.
1: So this happened recently. Jack was at the fridge and he was doing a little dance. So I was pretty sure he needed to go to the bathroom. So I was like, Jack, do you need to go potty? Because sometimes we have to remind our kids, you know, to use the bathroom. And he he looks at me and then he jumps and turns around and goes, I don't have to go potty. I just like to dance. And he does this like crazy dance. It was so funny. <laughs> he was. He was just dancing in front of the fridge. Somehow that's awesome. a proud
0: parenting moment for awesome. me. I hope our kids <laughs> just, just spontaneously dance.
1: <laughs> so if you know Jack and you know Alan, you know that Jack is a little mini Alan. And just their mannerisms, their personality are so the same. And so when I see Alan do things, I'm like, that's going to be Jack someday. So that little dance is in front of the fridge.
0: Lucky, um, lucky, lucky kid.
1: <laughs> Love it.
0: So Alexis found some interesting... News that's definitely fake, but feels (laughs) real.
1: It was uh, an article that came up on my Facebook feed, and I read the title. I'm like, this can't be real. (laughs) Facebook. What a hoax. (laughs) And then when you click on it, there are no sources. There's no links to click on or anything. I'm like, this this has got to be fake news.
0: Hashtag delete Facebook. (laughs) Um, But it's still funny. Scientists working at Johns Hopkins University have begun studying the incredible energy levels of toddlers. They now believe the average three-year-old contains more destructive force than 47 nuclear missiles. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Like that seems all extreme, but.
0: (laughs) Yes. Nuclear (laughs) missiles take out entire cities and three-year-olds take out entire houses. (laughs) But not cities. Not 47 nuclear
1: missiles.
0: (laughs) It's a lot of force.
1: But I thought it was funny all the same.
0: (laughs) Still funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's my fake laugh. Fake news for my fake laugh. Vice versa. Take that. Switch it.
1: Take that one it back. It's Something that we're loving right now. Um, I bought these almost a year ago through a Kickstarter. <laughs> I know. And I kept them in a box because it was post-Christmas. So I stayed them for this Christmas. Um, but if you've heard of Loom Journals, now they're, I think they're a full-fledged business and selling them from their website. But... Um, I gave each of my girls a loom journal and it's um, journals for them, for parents and children to do together and to write back and forth and get to know each other. And it's just been really helpful, especially I feel like for me and our oldest who she doesn't always share her feelings or her interests. And she'll often say like, "Eh, I don't like anything or, you know, but when we were writing things down and she was coming up with things, like it was just really helped me like get to know her her better, like what her likes are and her feelings and stuff, and we talk about um, like how we feel about each other and things that you admire about each other and stuff, and it's just been really good. It's just been a good um, way to connect with my girls, so if you're looking for something like that, um, Loom Journal is pretty awesome, so I'd look that up.
0: I agree. It's done some good things. So today, we're going to talk about making goals with your kids.
1: I have always loved making goals for as long as I can remember. I think you do too, right? Kind of. You make goals.
0: I. <laughs>
1: you do it? Yeah,
0: I think I like goals. I don't know. I'm I, not, not like Alexis. Alexis I loves love goals. it. <laughs> and I make goals because I'm a driven, educated, <laughs> supposed to be motivated person. I, I try wish you try could so see hard. his
1: face. He was like looking up at the sky, like, I don't even know what I'm supposed to say right
0: now. <laughs> I feel like. I'm an obliger, so people that I like have told me it's important to make goals and care about them. So to the extent that I like to make people that I like happy, that is true.
1: (laughs) I love a new year because it's a chance to make new goals and just makes me so happy. I was telling Alan, the week after Christmas and that goes into like the beginning of the new year is one of my favorite weeks of the year because I just love – making goals and planning for the next year and just getting a chance to like start over and just be excited about the new year. So I've always wanted to encourage my kids to make goals, but I didn't know when to start introducing that or if they would be even be interested um, in doing that. But our church came out with a program um, for the children and youth where they're supposed to create their own goals in four different categories. And those categories are spiritual, physical, social, and intellectual. And so um, this was an opportunity for us to help our kids. so they start it starts with eight and older. So we have two kids who are participating in the program this year, and so we helped them come up with some goals. Even our five-year-old did it too. I don't know, I mean, if he wants to do it and stick to it, but he made goals too, and it was awesome, and they're up in his room, so maybe he'll do that too.
0: So why should we make goals? Entrepreneur J.C. Penny, the JC. Penny
1: The J.C. Penny. What? Did you know that was like his what full name? Person? I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess it makes sense. Anyway, JC Penny taught about the importance of goals when he said, give me a stock clerk with a goal and I'll give you a man who will make history. Give me a man with no goals and I'll give you a stock clerk. That was rude. <laughs> I
1: mean, think it means he's just always going to be a stock clerk, right? If he doesn't have any goals. But if you oh. have someone who has goals then they can move beyond that and do bigger and bigger. Greater things. Kill it. Yeah.
0: I feel like I'm talking lower to compete with you.
1: (laughs) You're dropping your voice too. (laughs) I don't feel like it's that low, is it?
0: During Christmas break, (laughs) we started helping our kids set their own goals. (laughs) This could be for a year, a few months, or a few weeks.
1: (laughs) You're going to make people be distracted. (laughs)
0: Good. As long as they're listening to my sultry, low voice. (laughs) I don't care what they hear. Um, So... When setting goals, I've been taught that since I was a little kid. I specifically remember my dad teaching me about smart goals. He's a big goal setter. Mm -hmm. So smart goals are specific, measurable, achievable, relevant, and time bound, which is pretty self-explanatory, but this is your first introduction. Specific just means you know exactly what you're going to do. Who's going to do what? When are they going to do it? Where are they going to do it? Why are they going to do it? Just getting the details of what needs to happen measurable, you need to know when you're done. This is really important. It's really easy to set goals like be healthy or be kind or read books. All of those things are good, but unless you put a number to it, you don't know if you did it, right? So you need to say, I want to be kind and I'm going to do that by texting somebody once a week to say hi, or I'm going to be healthy by Not eating sugar on weekdays and working out five times a week or whatever it is, there has to be some sort of measurable piece of it. On achievable, it needs to be something that you can do. It should stretch you. It should push you. But it needs to be something that is motivating because you feel like, man, if I work hard, I can do this. This is an interesting thing at work for me because we as a company set a lot of goals that are extremely challenging. But we actually set tiered goals. We have this goal that's our stretch goal, and it's crazy. And we can do it, but it's crazy. (laughs) And so we also have a goal that's like our, we have to hit this. If we don't hit this, we're not doing our jobs. That's still really challenging. So it kind of gives you this like spectrum of like, I'm slacking if I don't hit this, but I know I can hit this if I work hard enough. So kind of like that. Yeah. They need to be relevant. So, if you're setting a goal for yourself, I think it's pretty easy. This is more important when you're setting goals for business or something like that. Like, yeah. is it going to get the job done? What's the higher level goal? You know, cause if, if your goal is don't eat sugar during the week, like that's great, but is it relevant? Is that really what you need? If the higher level goal is be healthy, is it really going to help you be healthy? That's a bad example because, yes, it will. But but in some cases, the goal doesn't connect back to what you actually want to get done. The final one is time-bound. It needs to have a day when you know you're done. So sometimes a year is too long. I think that's part of the issue with resolutions that people quit all the time.
1: Yeah. is A year is a really long
0: timeline for a goal. It's hard to think in years, right? So it's often helpful to say, I'm going to do this by spring, by June by whatever, like set a date. It doesn't have to be the end of the year. Just set a goal for when you want to have something done. Mm
1: -hmm. I feel like a lot of people do like goals in quarters, you know, or, and then check in monthly, you know, I think it's important to check in on your goals and maybe like if it is a year long goal, break it up into pieces so you can get there, you know, and check things off along the way, you Mm -hmm. know, but, but yeah, I agree. Year long goals can be really challenging. So some of the things that our kids came up with um, for their in the four categories were to read the Book of Mormon 10 minutes every day in order to read the whole thing this year, Um, take a dance class, take a volleyball class, sit with someone new each week until the end of school, attend a Chinese New Year event, learn to count to 100 without mistakes. That was Nathan's. So these are just some of the goals that they came up with that we're going to be helping them with. And so um, we made a vision board, where we just
0: hashtag trending super trending
1: (laughs) it was just a piece of cardstock i split it up into the four categories we wrote down what it was in each category and then i have a bunch of magazines um, and they just cut out different things that reminded them of that goal and then they put it up in their room putting it in a spot where you're actually going to look at i feel like is really important because last year i did terrible on my goals because i put my, I had it printed out and I put it up on a wall where I thought I would look at it at a lot and I didn't look at it at all. And so the year just went by and I just kind of forgot about the goals I had made. So Alan and I put them in our bathroom where we're see them every day as we're getting ready and as we're um, brushing our teeth at night and stuff like that. So that way you're always looking at it and kind of just reminding yourself what your goals are
0: right in the middle of the mirror. So we can't see ourselves anymore, but we see our goals. <laughs>
1: Actually, in between the mirrors. <laughs> we have two mirrors mm-hmm. in there between.
0: <laughs> Never going to achieve goals that way. <laughs> now we're going to take a quick break. So after you've set goals, sometimes, like I said, sometimes the timeline is too long. But sometimes it needs to be long. So it's important to have something to do to help you get there. How you can keep motivated. So the first one was make course corrections. And this is for you or for your kid. I think it's good to feel like... You can change things as you learn things, right? So you may say, I want to read 12 books this year, but life happens and the first four months go by. If you keep your goal at 12 books this year, that might be impossible. And for me, that would be. But for you, it might not be. But for me, it would be, right? So then I would have to dial back my goal and adjust. Mm -hmm. So maybe now I say it's eight books or whatever it is. Don't feel like you lost just because you had to change your goal. The whole point of your goal is to help you stay motivated to do more than you would otherwise. So if you blew it for the first part, doesn't mean you're done. Just change it and make motivate yourself for the back half.
1: And I feel like, especially as a mom where I have young kids at home, like I change my goals all the time because our lives are always changing. And I feel like, oh yeah, I'll have time to do this, and then I, I just don't.
0: Never. She <laughs> never has time. <laughs> for she never have time <laughs> for anything. <laughs>
1: like, I wanted to start a business last year and it didn't happen. And I'm not like super disappointed in myself. I just know like, it just didn't happen because we didn't have the time, but I came up with the idea. I know what I'm going to do. And then I want to implement it this year. Like that's my goal for this year. And I feel like I've come up with times to work on it, but if you can't completely achieve your goal, I think it's totally okay to change it. And I don't think you should beat yourself up because you didn't get what you wanted. Like as humans, things happen in our lives that we can't always control. So I think goals should be flexible. Yeah, go goals. Um, the next one I really liked was involve the whole family and support system. So have your kids share your goals with your whole family. Do it together, um, like at a family night or a dinner or something like that. Um, tell the grandparents about it, and or and friends or close friends or and family members. Just the more people who know about it, the more people will talk to them about it and be encouraging them and just reminding them like, hey, how's your dance class going? Or how's your reading going? You know, whatever goals they're working on, I think that'll just help motivate them to, to keep doing it.
0: You have to celebrate wins. So when a goal is achieved, even I would argue when like progress is made, make a big deal about it. Spend some quality time with your child, go out to dinner. Go to the latest Star Wars epic, celebrate the child's accomplishment, help them feel like, hey, you did it. This is why we We make goals is because it helps us do hard things. And so make sure you are owning that.
1: Mm-hmm. And sometimes your community will help with that. Like they might have something that your kids can achieve and they'll reward them at the end. Like a lot of times libraries during the summer will say, hey, if you read this many days and you get a free book or um, our kids' school, like, all year long, they have these things they're supposed to be working on. They do an awards assembly at the end um, for whoever achieved the goals. And um, and then sports teams sometimes give awards, or I feel like they do that less now. But I feel like we always got trophies and medals and, like, soccer, but I feel like they don't really do that anymore. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. <laughs> it's interesting. So, anyway, just celebrate with your kids um, or find activities that they'll celebrate for them. <laughs> yep.
0: You can even have family goals. So, we have a family word this year because hashtag trending. <laughs> Our family word is prayer because so that's a big deal to us and it's a hot mess right now, honestly. <laughs> I mean, the kids are pretty good, but Lexus is just all over the oh, place. thanks. <laughs> no. We have fairly irreverent prayers when we have prayers. And so we're trying to get a larger percentage of the people involved in the prayers (laughs) when they happen.
1: And to think about their prayers when they're saying them and stuff. So that's something we're going to be working on this year. And we also have some fun trips that are planned throughout the year.
0: Because hashtag fun goals.
1: (laughs) One of those includes going to Disneyland and taking our kids there for the first time. That's not
0: on the fun goal list. That's on the miserable must check off as
1: um i don't know <laughs> the idea of person. disneyland i grew up going to disneyland because i grew up in southern california and we went every year and i loved it and i i think alan's been what once or twice and for some reason he hates it.
0: i didn't hate it as a kid i hate it as a uh, adult because <laughs> money
1: because it costs a lot of money and we got five kids luckily we our youngest no will be free money.
0: Do you know what Disneyland's going to rot? We're not going to get into this. Take whatever it costs to take your family to Disneyland, double it. And that's what it costs to take our family to Disneyland.
1: And so it's a good, but it's a good reminder to tell our kids like, Hey, remember we're saving for Disneyland. Cause we were planning on going the end of the year.
0: That means a new car, but we're going to go to Disneyland instead.
1: Or <laughs> well, our kids are jumping on the couch. I'm like, if you break that couch and we have to buy a new one, we can't go to Disneyland because we just spent our money on a new couch. So don't break the furniture. <laughs> That's been the recent one. And it's been helping. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah. So anyway, it's a way for us to remember, like, let's be kind to our things. And let's also save the money so we can go have some fun.
0: So goals, do them. It's not too late. The hashtag. January just started. Hashtag unique and start your goals midway through January. There you go. (laughs) I think it is fun to help kids set goals. One of the things that was really emphasized with these new goals I like that there's four categories because it kind of helps you think more broadly about goals, not just academic or health or whatever. There's a couple different ones. The other thing I like is that you really let your kids choose. Mm-hmm. This isn't a time for you to put ideas of you should be nicer to your brother or whatever. Like, really let them say, what are you excited about? What do you want? What do you genuinely care about? You know, if that's learn how to play Minecraft better, then get good at it. You know, like, <laughs> figure something out and... um let them really direct where this goes so that they'll be invested and you're not just babysitting them the whole way.
1: Mm-hmm. And that's wrap. That's the end. Hope you liked our first episode back in 2020.
0: How long was that? <laughs> oh, nice. Thank Bye. <laughs> thanks everyone for listening. Alexis, as always, thanks for your great research.
1: And Alan, thanks for your amazing edging skills.
0: You can follow us on Instagram at Alexis Tanner Lane or tweet us. I'm at Alan T. Tanner.
1: And I'm at Alexis Tanner one. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast.
0: And give us a rating. That's how people find out about our podcast. And as always, a special thanks to our five kids for being kids.